Welcome to the best kept secret video cast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to another episode of the Best Kept Secret Podcast, where I'm happy to welcome Michael Shapiro, founder and CEO of Tap Into, a network of more than 90 franchise local news sites in New Jersey, New York, and Florida, with more than 2 million readers per month. And Michael is based in Parkland, Florida. Now, Michael, when I was a young kid, uh, I remember in the afternoon, we'd get the local newspaper delivered. I would devour it front to center. My parents would devour it. It formed the basis of conversation over the dinner table. Um, And then as I became an adult, they started to disappear. And now they're almost all gone. Even some of the biggest names in the business who historically served large cities in terms of local news are either shutting down, they're making massive cuts uh, to their publication. Um, You you really have the sense this is a dying, extinct, uh, you want to know about local news, check back. Uh, in the History Museum. And hey, who cares? Because we got TikTok. Um, so I have a sense that you might have a different perspective on that. So what is it that everybody is missing out on when it comes to local news? Yeah, th- thanks so much, Jay, for having me here today. Um, local news is not dying, it's evolving. And what everybody's missing out on is that local news is actually scalable. And that's really the solution for local news. What we see in communities throughout the country, there are thousands of towns that have no local newspaper, no local news site. And what's replacing them are Facebook groups and uh, forums and things like that, where there's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, rumors, etc. And that's really undermining our democracy and causing a lot of problems throughout the whole country. The solution is objective local news in every single town in the country. And in my view, the way to do that is to create a sustainable, scalable model for local news. So, Michael, just I want to clarify the term news, because you talk about Facebook Facebook groups and other social media platforms. You know, from where I sit, that's not news. That's people with an agenda. You have lots of rumors. You have um, lots of partisan, fact-free I wish the world worked this way. So that's what I'm going to claim is going on. You even see some of the television networks out there um, that are moving into this fact-free world of doing business. So when you talk about news, what are we talking about? Yeah, when, when I refer to news, I'm referring to original local news reporting. That's a journalist or reporter on the ground covering everything from the town council meeting to the board of education to high school sports to events in town. A real live person who's actually reporting what's going on objectively, um, you know, and uh, including both sides if there are both sides to an issue, and doing so without sensationalizing. 
that's also really important. Um, and to me, that, that's what needs to be happening in communities throughout the country, so that people in every town know what's going on, and they're given objective, nonpartisan news and information so they can make up their own minds. They don't need a media outlet to tell them how to vote or what to think. If you do it right and you provide high-quality, objective news and information, they can make up their own minds. They don't need us to tell them how to vote or what to think. Right, and, and just to jump ahead, Michael, a little bit, uh, when I've talked in the past with journalists uh, from the old days, uh, one of the things you would always hear is church and state and the difference between the journalist side and the business side. Now, obviously, as, as we'll get into, part of the business model here is advertisers coming in. So how, in your view, would you know local news need to deal with this issue of Church and state. Sure. I mean, I think you have to rethink church and state while keeping the you know traditional boundaries. So, for example, um, when it comes to uh, content, um, there's something called sponsored content or content marketing. And a publication, a news publication can provide that to their readers for an advertiser, but it needs to be transparent. It needs to be marked as sponsored content so that the reader knows, hey, this is being paid for. Or this is being subsidized. As long as you're, in my view, as long as you're transparent and honest with the readers, that's the key thing. Um, but, you know, by creating, you know, local, you know, local news and other uh, publications, you're able to help those advertisers reach local readers, do so in such a way that um, enables them to speak directly to the readers of a given town. And um, that's really important for these businesses to be able to reach those local readers. And as long as it's done in such a way that's transparent and open, then everybody's protected. And you really kind of keep the, the, the whole idea behind the church-state separation. That, that's the idea behind it, the honesty and the transparency. And, and that's, that's, that's key, I think, to, to any uh, viable local news model. Let's, let's go back just a half a step. So you've talked about the issues and what people are missing about local news. So what, in your view, does the local news model of the future and, you know, stretching back to right here and now that you see emerging, what does that model look like? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, um, the mistake a lot of people are making is they're, they're, when they're creating a local news model, they're, they're a silo. They're by themselves. They're on their own island. I think the key to creating a sustainable local news model is for news sites uh, to be able to seamlessly share content with each other and to be able to sell advertising into each other which enables them to scale both on the content side and the advertising side. It also enables them to attract not only uh, mom and pops and local businesses, but regional businesses and eventually even national businesses who want to who reach those eyeballs on a local level and want to speak directly to those readers in those towns. So to me, the key is creating a network of, of, of uh, locally owned and operated local news sites where they can share content with each other seamlessly they can sell advertising into each other seamlessly and where the advertiser only has one point of contact that they need to deal with who can help them market in sites cr across the country. I mean, I, that strikes me as a very elegant solution to what I think has really stymied a lot of people, which is how do you scale a business which superficially looks like it's not scalable because it's at a local small level. And I think you you have a very... A provocative way of thinking about it. Now, let's say you had someone out there who said, yes, local news is important. Um, this is something that needs to be done. What, you know, how, do, how does the economics, how do the benefits look 
to someone who's prepared to go down this path? Yeah, I mean, it, it really d- depends on which route that they take. Um, but, you know, you can create um, a, a profitable local news site or even a mini network of local news sites um, and have high return on investment and little overhead. Uh, it's more of a matter of thinking about it creatively and, um, and thinking about how you can um, take advantage of scale to reduce your expenses while also at the same time providing your high quality objective local news. That's the key because you want people coming back to your site every single day. Um, And how do you do that? And you do that by providing original local news content that they can't get anywhere else and providing it every single day for the residents of your town or your area. And from what I'm hearing from you, it sounds like there's some increasing returns to scale. And by that, I mean that whoever can get out there and really create a pretty significant network that gives broad geographic coverage while doing so at a very local level is going to have an advantage to someone who has a much smaller network. You know, and I'm thinking about, you know, certainly from the advertiser side, from the uh, reader uh, side, and um, from whoever is on the business side trying to pull all this together. So that brings Michael to, you know, it sounds pretty compelling. So what is it that you need to do in order to make this happen? Yeah, I mean, I, I think in, in order to make it happen, um, you, need to, um, you need to create you know, a network of local news sites um, that are all running on the same content management system that enables you to seamlessly share content with each other's sites and also be able to have um, a, a similar sales network functioning through that content management system. Um, I think that, that that's key. And um, coming up with a structure, both on the editorial side as well as on the sales side, to be able to handle the reporting of for those sites and also to be able to handle the sales to the local, regional, and perhaps statewide businesses on the sales side. That Those are the things you really need to have in place in order to be able to do something like this successfully. Well, Michael, you've certainly opened up my eyes to the potential of a business that I have been mourning for a number of years, and I think prematurely so. So um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to learn, Michael, a little bit more about you and your story. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category 1 program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. Welcome back. Now, let's find out a little bit more about Michael and Michael's business. So Michael, as I mentioned in the beginning, you're the founder of of Tap Into. Um, You have got a a fairly well-established network uh, in some of the major economic areas of 
the country. Um, but let's understand what is it. And, and by the way, you you have a what I consider a really interesting platform business because you've got not one, not two, but three uh, constituents that you have got to keep happy because why not have a high degree of difficulty here? So tell me what are the critical pain points that you're dealing with across those constituents? Sure. So our first constituency is our readers. And uh, for them, they want to know what's going on in their town and they want you know objective local news. So for, for our readers, that's what we provide to them. For advertisers, whether it's a small mom and pop, regional or statewide business, they're looking to speak directly to our readers unfiltered. And we enable them to do that through everything from content marketing to uh, email marketing, to social media marketing, to traditional banner advertising. So we provide a lot of vehicles for businesses of any size that are affordable and effective for them to reach our audience. And then lastly, our, our, our third audience are our franchisees. For them, we create a, a, um, a turnkey business for them that has little overhead, high ROI, um, and, um, and where they, they can really scale this business as much as they want to scale it. Um, and it really fits in with basically anybody's lifestyle, from somebody who wants to do this full-time to part-time to somebody who would like to just invest in it and then bring on a staff to do the, the, the content and do the advertising sales. So we really make it doable for really um, anybody that is passionate about local news and helping their community who has a good business head on their shoulders to be successful doing this. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, are there any particular requirements uh, that would rule in or rule out somebody who was interested in becoming a franchisee? Yeah, so generally we look for people who have business backgrounds, business development backgrounds, sales backgrounds, um, and, um, and usually they will partner with or hire a writer or journalist to do the content side. Um, sometimes it's the reverse. Sometimes it's a writer or a journalist who wants to own the site, and then they partner with a salesperson to do the content side. Um, but I, I think the, the, the key thing is, one, um, that they need to commit to doing at least one original local news story a day. They have to agree to be objective. They have to agree to follow the Society of Professional Journalists ethics. Um, those are really the cornerstones of our business because, you know, uh, our reputation rests on that of our franchisees and the quality uh, of the content they're doing and their ethics. So it's really important that everybody who comes into our family of sites uh, observes those those rules that we have. Now, right now, you've got a concentration, New Jersey, New York, Florida. Are there any other? Oh, let me ask it this way. Are there any geographies which you say, look, I, I appreciate you're in, um, I don't know, Montana, but that's not yet on our horizon? Or are you good for anywhere in the country? Yeah. So um, un, un, since we're a franchise, um, there are rules regarding where we can and cannot franchise. Um, in most states, we can franchise. In states where we are not, um, you have to get approved in some states to be able to franchise. So if somebody approached us from, I don't know, like Illinois, and they wanted to franchise, um, that's something that we would seriously consider, but we would need to get approved by the franchise board in Illinois. Um, that right. said, you know, our goal is eventually to expand throughout the country and to scale it across the country because, you know, we really firmly believe this, this is a model that can really save local news. Now, one of the things that uh, I always ask folks is, you know, while it's nice to talk about what you do, of course, you're never the only person who does uh, what you do. And therefore, when that's what you talk about, you sound like everybody else, which means you're average. And when you're average, I know two things. One, no one wants to buy you because uh, they all want to buy the best that they can, given their budget. And secondly, uh, if they don't have a choice, it's price, price, price. 
lowest price wins, which is typically as a business person, not what you want to focus on. So instead of talking about what you do, I want to understand, Michael, what makes you great at being able to build, tap into, into the vision that you have in mind? Yeah, I mean, I, well, one I think is is um, the experience that I had starting Tap Into. Um, you know, as you might know, I started Tap Into um, because uh, when my son was one, we found out that he would need open heart surgery. He's now fourteen and he's fine. But that was the family side was a driving force in me starting this. Um, second was my passion for community. You know, throughout my whole life, I'd always been very involved in the community. Um, but when um, when when at that time I was an attorney in New York, I was commuting back and forth from New Jersey. And um, I didn't, I wasn't able to do anything but work. I wasn't able to see my family um, and I wasn't able to give back to my community. And so those two things kind of came together in me starting Tap Into. And, um, you know, initially I started Tap Into in my old hometown of New Providence, New Jersey. Um, and then we started to get requests from people in neighboring towns. So we expanded to a couple of other towns. And then I left my job to do it full time. And we started to get so many requests from people, but I couldn't do any more sites myself. So I started thinking, you know, how could we expand yet keep it really local? And it took me a long time. It took me six years. But eventually I came up with this idea of franchising local news. And based on my experiences throughout the whole, you know, now 13 years that I've been doing this, I've learned so much. And we've created a family of franchisees here who have that same knowledge base that I've been able to to relay to them. But also key, and I think it's really important, is collaboration. Collaboration is really the key to success, that our franchisees collaborate with each other all the time on the content side and the advertising side. And we as the at corporate, you know, we're actively involved in collaborating with them. You know, um, we work hand in hand to make this successful because truthfully, that's what it takes. I know there's that old saying, you know, it takes a village. But in the case of local news, it truly takes a, a village to, to create local news in, in, a, in a village. And that's what we're doing, town by town by town. What a magnificent story. And it, it's a great business. I think it's, it's one of these uh, opportunities where not only is there a good business opportunity, but I think a vibrant local news is, an, uh, is a very important part of the fourth estate uh, upon which our country and democracy and freedom rests. So I thank you. I encourage people, go to LinkedIn, connect with Michael. You'll see, you'll see Michael's history and uh, you now have a little bit of context as to how he got where he is. But Michael, if I've got people in our audience who want to learn more, whether they're interested in just your sense of local news and that's important, or they're on the advertising side, the franchise side, um, what have you, how should people get in touch with you? Uh, sure. Uh, they, they can email me at mshapiro at tapinto.net. Um, they can visit our franchising site at starttap.net. Um, and they can also even call me, you know, I'll give out my cell phone. It's 908-370-1158. Um, and I'd love to hear from everybody. Fabulous. And we'll put the contact information in our show notes. One last quick question for you, Michael, before they wrap up. If someone hasn't been to one of your local news sites, how can they quickly find um, one of the sites so they get a flavor for how it really works? 
Sure. I mean, they, they can really choose any any town that we have. But for example, they can go to tap into westfield.net um, or they can go to tap into and select Westfield from the town drop down or any other town and go directly to tap into Westfield and see one of our sites in Westfield, New Jersey. Um, or they can choose the town where they live because we have sites now in in over 100 communities in New York, uh, New Jersey and Florida. Michael, you've been terrific. Um, I encourage all of our listeners, please reach out. Uh, Trust me, I have learned so much in my discussions with Michael. It is well worth your time. All right, everybody, until next time, let's continue to crush it out there. Take care.